0: Welcome back to Love Letters and Mixtapes. I am so glad you're here. After you listen to this episode, please make sure to subscribe, rate it, review it, or share it with friends. If you enjoy this episode, please consider sponsoring this podcast with a small monthly donation by clicking the link in my Instagram bio at Love Letters and Mixtapes. I'd like to thank the sponsor of this podcast, Snake River Roasting Company, is an organic coffee roaster located in the beautiful mountains of Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Not only do they roast award-winning coffees, but their mission and commitment to supporting the rights of women farmers around the world are just incredible. Today, I started my morning with a cup of their Wild Iris Organic Coffee Blend, and if you're ready to fall in love with your coffee, Snake River Roasting Company has a free shipping code for you to give their delicious coffee a taste. Head to their website, SnakeRiverRoastingCo.com, and use the code COFFEELOVE at checkout for free shipping on all domestic coffee orders. This week, I wanted to talk about the power of cultivating a relationship between our intuition and our discernment. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because it's one of those topics that feels a bit distorted on social media and in pop culture, and it's not always touched on or taught to us in our families of origin. But people have big feelings about it and big opinions about what those two words actually mean, and how they show up in our lives. And so I wanted to open this episode by sharing a quote by Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes. And some of you will probably know that name. She wrote the book, Women Who Run With the Wolves, Myths and Stories of the Wild Woman Archetype, which is an incredible book for everyone to read, not just women, And here's what she had to say about intuition. Practice listening to your intuition, your inner voice. Ask questions. Be curious. See what you see, hear what you hear, and then act upon what you know to be true. These intuitive powers were given to your soul at birth. And I really wanted to open the episode with that quote, not just because I love Dr. Clarissa Pincola Estes, I love that book, Women Who Run With the Wolves, I've taught from it so much in the groups and workshops that I've led, but I also wanted to share that particular quote because I felt that it touched on so many of the things that I had hoped to explore in this episode. And the words intuition and discernment are not usually used in the same sentence. But in my own journey, I feel like they're teammates and they're important to talk about together because one of the most important aspects of either of them is balance. And personally, I feel completely out of alignment when I'm disconnected from my intuition or my powers of discernment. And it's usually a big red flag for me when I find myself in situations or relationships or circumstances where either of these gifts are not received or supported. You know, the world feels a bit wild these last 18 months, and I have to be very honest and say I've felt more disconnected from my intuition than ever before, and yet I've felt almost hyper-vigilant about my discernment. And while that can seem like a good thing from the outside, it doesn't feel very balanced to me. So I figured if I'm moving through all of that, then there might be other people out there experiencing the same thing. Hence, this episode. So let's talk about it. What is intuition? Intuition, by definition, is the power or faculty of attaining to direct knowledge or cognition without evident, rational thought and interference. What does that even mean? (laughs) Um, To me, my definition of intuition is something God-given, almost like the concept of grace. It's something that moves through us but does not originate within us. And I've always said that intuition is the voice that knows the answers before you even ask the questions. And I know that not everyone agrees with the concept of a higher power or even the word God. But I'd like to just touch on that for a moment. And I talk about this a lot on social media, that for me, God is an experience, not a person. God is not some old man in the sky staring down at me, waiting to punish me. God is the experience of love and energy between people. It's what shows up in our daily lives. That's God, the energy exchange between us. And I've heard other people refer to God as good, orderly direction, which I think is great. It's really simple and straightforward. Other people refer to God as group of drunks. I know a lot of people in AA say that, or NA says group of drug addicts. And it's just the consensus of the energy between people checking in with each other and showing up for each other. And I've also talked to some people in my life about how every time they see the word God, they could replace it with love if that made more sense to them. So instead of, you know, intuition being god-given, you can say intuition is love-given, wherever love comes from something beyond us. And I know that all of these concepts can seem religion-based and I don't feel that they have to be. And if it's triggering for you in some way, I already apologize. I don't want to do that, but I like talking about the concept of intuition with a higher power because it brings up the concept of humility to me. And so often I think we've all had the experience of conflating humility with humiliation. And they're very, very different. Humility to me is an understanding that I am a part of a bigger picture and that there's something greater than me that feels that I'm an integral part of something on this human plane. So humility is saying, I have an understanding that I have a role to play and something greater is moving through me. And honestly, that can seem overwhelming or maybe even triggering or, you know, not in alignment with how you feel, but it is something that makes me feel very grounded. Like I'm a, I'm an important piece in this massive play that's going on, but I'm not the director. I'm not the writer. I get to be the actor who shows up. So. Let's bring that back to this concept of intuition and me suggesting that what if intuition is given to us by a higher power, and it's something that channels through us. And I think I'm bringing that up because so often I've heard that intuition is just your first thought, or intuition is your gut, you know, just your instinct. And I wanted to ask some questions about that because it didn't really resonate with me. I like to think about my gut instincts, sort of my animal instincts, as almost my survival instincts. Like I am a human being, but I'm also an animal. And sometimes the hair on the back of my neck goes up when I feel that I'm in danger. I don't know that that's my intuition. I feel that that's almost a physical sensory experience that is keeping me safe, whether that's my negativity bias or something else. And as I've mentioned in previous episodes, My first thoughts, for me, feel like my unmet needs from childhood. It's those childish questions that pop up of, am I safe? Do I have what I need? Does this person see me? Am I going to get what I want? It's all of my fears of deprivation rising to the surface instantly, And I remember one time I brought this up in a group I was leading, and we were talking about the distinction between our gut, our intuition, and our first thoughts. And I received a ton of pushback on this. (laughs) And I'm going to take responsibility because maybe I did not communicate myself clearly, or maybe they just didn't agree with me, which is perfectly fine. But again, I think of my first thought as this thing from childhood that has to get out, that that inner child that needs to be seen and heard and, you know, stomp its foot and, you know, put its hand on its hips and be like, you see me, right? Like, I'm going to get what I need. And it's important to allow those first thoughts to rise to the surface and to hear them and to honor them and say, your needs are going to get met. You get to sit down now and allow for other messages to come through. And that's what I feel that intuition is. Intuition is the message that channels through us after all of our fears and our triggering and our reactivity gets purged a little bit. Now that leads us to the next word that's important in this conversation, and that is discernment. And discernment by definition is the ability to obtain sharp perceptions or to judge well. So My first thought is, what are the questions that comes up for each of us to discern the information in any situation? Because we all have different questions, whether we're conscious of them or not. And I know that for myself, very often what I ask myself is, what story am I telling myself about this person, place, or thing? And is it rooted in any of my previous stories? You know, am I reacting to this based on my historical experience? Am I safe? Are my needs being met? What action can I take based on the information that I have? Am I considering the source? And those are just some questions that I ask. And as I mentioned, everyone has their own. So I think it can be really helpful to take a moment and just check in with yourself and ask, you know, what questions am I using in those moments when I have to utilize discernment? And then we're making the unconscious conscious. And when we do that, we can work with it and we can sharpen it and define it a bit more. And it's so interesting to me because. You know, I can close my eyes and think of like 20 people in my life that I'm like, God, they have the worst intuition or they have no ability to discern in situations. Um, and it happens in conversation a lot. I'll call something out and somebody be like, there's no way that that's how it is. You know, why are you thinking that? And I'm like, this is the most obvious thing in the world. How are you missing this? And I'm not saying that to make fun of anyone because I'm sure that there are people who could say the exact same thing about me, but I'm bringing it up because they're our teachers. You know, it's one thing if you're looking at people make mistakes in your life and you're almost pointing a finger at them and laughing. I mean, what's the point of doing that? And it's quite another if you're looking at some of the missteps people are making and you ask yourself, am I doing that? Am I doing that even 1%? You know, what is blocking that person's intuition? And do I have something similar in my own life? And what is throwing off their discernment? Do I have any of that in my own life as well? So these are just some good questions to ask ourselves that I think we're not really encouraged to ask. I know that in my own experience, whether that's in wellness communities, i mean, I hate that term, but... I lived in LA and you know, there's definitely wellness communities and there was a lot of talk about intuition, but when people spoke about it, it really did sound like reactivity to me. And it didn't sound like a grounding, calm energy moving through our lives, guiding us. It sounded like hypervigilance and our reactivity to that. And again, that's not a judgment because I'm sure that there have been many times in my own life where I use that word to describe sort of a defense mechanism or a character defect. And that's good information for me. You know, I'm my own best teacher. I can look at my past and all the mistakes that I've made and use that in my present. So that brings up a question of what actually helps us hone and tune into our intuition and what questions can we ask ourselves to sharpen our discernment and to strengthen that muscle so that it's almost second nature. Like as soon as we get that first thought, that childish reactive thought out of the way, we can instantly tap into our discernment because it might turn out that my discernment is just my reactivity and my bias and my triggered feelings. But is there a way to work with that and to create a process within ourselves to discern better? Now I wanted to explore some of the things that might block our intuition or distort our ability to discern in these situations. None of these things are given. I'm very much asking questions and just kind of reflecting on my own life here. And one of the first things that came up was techno smog. And that's actually a term that my friend Mia coined. And she uses it all the time in her practice as she's working with her clients. And techno smog can be anything that surrounds us these days that was not around a hundred years ago. So that can be anything from Wi-Fi to the blue light from our screens to the things that are coming out of our headphones, to the actual smog in the environment, to the traffic, to just anything that we're bathing in constantly that might cut us off from information in the natural world. Now, I bring that up not to say that we should all live in the woods, although that would be great, but um, we have to live in this world, right? And so how do we minimize our exposure? And maybe that's about bringing some conscious intention to some of our unconscious behaviors. Whether that's something as simple as, you know, 30 minutes before I go to bed, I make sure to turn my phone off and it's not on the pillow next to me. You know, I'm putting some distance, physical distance, and actual time between my last exposure to a screen and going to sleep for the night. And maybe that also goes for waking up that, you know, we don't open our eyes and instantly open our phones and begin scrolling and taking in those messages for what our day should look like or how we should feel. So bringing awareness into our exposure of techno smog can just be making those little tweaks. Now, another thing that I feel that can challenge our intuition is something that maybe other people don't agree with, and I totally honor your own experience if it's very different from mine. But I think mood or mind altering substances that we take recreationally can challenge our intuition. And I know I have plenty of people in my life who are ready to tell me that, you know, no, you need DMT to like talk to God or, you know, you have to do ayahuasca to get a message. And I understand that everyone has their different practices. So I'm not challenging that. But my question is, does a higher power or the universe require me to take something to be a channel of information, or is it about removing things that might be blocking me from it? So think about that and think about what are some things that you could remove from your life or practices that you could change that can bring you into that state of mind that taking a substance would offer you. Whether that's breath work, or meditation, or writing, or prayer, just anything that can alter your energy in a positive way by removing something instead of adding something. And again, it's a question, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't have to be right about it. I do know that in my own experience, I've had far more powerful experiences with intuition and guidance when I have removed the blockages and I haven't added anything to distort or interrupt that flow. And it can be different for everyone. I totally understand that. Now, gaslighting is something I actually wanted to talk about. And I'm the first person to tell you that I think that word is so overused. Gaslighting and narcissism have gotten so distorted in the media that it's actually scary. So what is gaslighting? Because it is an actual thing. It does actually happen. It's not everything that happens to us. But gaslighting is defined as making someone question their own reality. Like when someone persistently puts forth a false narrative, which leads another person to doubt their own perceptions to the extent that they become disoriented and distressed. It's not someone questioning how you remembered a situation or how you reacted. It's someone doing it to the point where you're disoriented and you can't function. You know, it's it's a way more extreme than someone, you know, let's say perceiving a situation differently than you. So consistent gaslighting can really block us off from channeling that intuition or our powers of discernment. And it's something to be aware of if you're in a relationship or situation which constantly causes you to feel that way. And what effect does that have on you? Now, the last thing I wanted to mention that I feel can block our intuition is simply not being tested and not putting ourselves in situations where we can develop these muscles and tolerance. So what does that look like? You know, the entire world and wellness community that, you know, I've been exposed to my whole life would tell you that it's all about trusting your gut. and You know, that's the only part of intuition. But no one was ever talking about the importance of consistently exposing ourselves to situations where we would have to tap into intuition. It's almost saying like, oh, the first time you open yourself up to intuition, you're going to be right. No, that seems a little extreme. It's more about being in these situations over and over and over again where you do have to pause and channel something greater than you and tune into it and say, does this sound true? Does this sound right? What is my next action? You know, if you've never done that before, it's a lot of pressure to put on yourself to say the very first time it happens, I'm going to be amazing at it. So just throwing it out there. Those can be some things that block intuition and challenge our discernment. Now, what are some simple ways to strengthen our intuition? Because as I'm sitting here talking about some of the things that can block or challenge, there have to be tools that can help build this within us. You know, I'm a huge fan of meditation, and I've talked about it a lot. I know that some people are quite resistant to it because of the way maybe that it's been presented to them of, uh, you know, 30 minutes sitting in the woods in complete silence at sunset, and we're all think that's not really achievable. I don't have that. I'm not referring to that. I'm referring to carving out a regular time and space to just sit in quiet, whether that's five minutes a day or 15 minutes a day, but cultivating that for yourself and creating that space in your mind and in your body and your energy field where you know to go when you want to tap into that silence. So if we've never created that pathway and that infrastructure within ourselves, how could we find it? You know, that's, again, a lot of pressure to put on ourselves. So maybe investing in that 5 to 10, maybe 15, if you're really lucky, minutes a day to develop a meditation practice. I love also the practice of observing the information that each of our senses provides to us. And this goes beyond the traditional five senses that we're taught. I think at this point, they've discovered eight senses. But tapping into each of these and actually asking ourselves those questions, what am I seeing? What am I hearing? What am I smelling? What am I tasting? How does my body feel in this space? All of those things that are automatic and unconscious, let's bring them to the surface and start asking ourselves questions. I don't think the answers will be devastating. They may not even provide instantly a lot of information. But developing the practice of asking yourself that in a daily routine will create that muscle memory in those moments when something is off to ask yourself that question and it won't feel so strange to say, how am I feeling? What am I sensing? What's going on right now? So I always encourage building these practices ahead of time instead of waiting until crisis moments. So this next one might seem a little odd, but I love the idea of keeping a dream journal. You know, I've had one since I was a kid because my dreams are wild and you are all in them. (laughs) So um, writing down dreams each morning without assigning any meaning to them and just see when, where, how, and why they connect with your waking life. You can always reflect back in your dream journal and say, wow, did this thing come through three months ago and now it's coming into my daily life. I love also engaging in subtle energy practices, whether that's breath work, Reiki, EFT, or even self-massage, something that can change our energy field and open us up a little bit more, soothe the nervous system, and just bring us into alignment. And There's plenty of courses and information out there. If you have a question about any of these things, always feel free to DM me. I have tons of information about all of them, and I would love to share them with you. I also love cultivating creative practices. And this is so overlooked, but with creativity, we're tapping into a different area of our brain. And I think it's so important as we're talking about intuition to also incorporate creativity because creativity allows us to see things we wouldn't normally see, things we don't need to see, things that are an absolute delight to us. And that could be anything from gardening to painting to journaling to cooking, anything that lights up and taps into your creative centers. I always also love checking in with our physical body. And this kind of goes back to what I was talking about with the senses. But when you receive information or engage in conversation with someone, where is it showing up in your physical body? And this is one of those practices that I think they touch on, you know, in elementary school when they do those drawings of the body and they do the feeling chart and things like that. But we don't really talk about it much as adults, but you know, when someone gives us information, what is it tapping into? You know, am I immediately getting a headache? Am I getting a stomach ache? Is the hair on the back of my neck going up? Am I getting chills? Do I just feel uncomfortable? Or do I feel at perfect peace when this one person is talking? You know, what is it showing you? Because our bodies are channeling all of this information all the time, and so much of it's automatic. So what if we did that practice and checked in regularly? What would we learn about ourselves? Another thing that I love to do is spend time in nature and preferably do this barefoot. Um, There's a practice called earthing where you walk outside as soon as you wake up each morning. And you allow your bare feet to just touch the ground for a while to sort of balance the body, mind, and spirit, connect you with nature, just allow different energy to move through you before we instantly begin covering up our bodies for the entire day. And You know, we don't all have exposure to nature all the time. And, you know, we can't all live in a cabin in the woods. So maybe it's about finding the nature that's accessible to you, whether that's trees, whether that's a local community garden, whether that's a waterfront, just something that connects you to things that are not man made. Another practice is to consistently bring into awareness who what and where ignites your resistance you know what can you learn about yourself and others when you step away from your story and you open up to receiving information as an observer you know what does that reveal to you and being aware of our resistance it's almost like there's this belief that if we talk about resistance or we pay attention to it that we're indulging it but maybe by Turning our attention to it, we can become aware of when it comes up and what triggers it and what we can do to move through it. I also love the idea of stepping away from our daily routines. And I know, again, we can't all do that, but just shaking up our schedule. We're not machines, we're people. So this doesn't have to mean a week long silent retreat somewhere, but maybe just a mental health day or a mental health hour to rest and restore, or to even just indulge in some of your favorite things. It doesn't have to be some you know, deep spiritual practice. Maybe you just need some joy, and maybe that's what's been missing from your schedule. I also think that regularly participating in a physical practice that takes you out of your mind and brings you into your body can be very beneficial. That can be anything from dance, yoga, tai chi, or even running. Just something that gets you out of that headspace. You know, I've mentioned on this podcast before, I can think my way through a brick wall. And sometimes I just need to get on my yoga mat and just have a deep, intense practice. And every time when my mind, you know winds up and is ready to start going, um, my body can take over and move me and push me and challenge me and it gets me out of that rigid thinking process. So those are just some suggestions. I'm sure that there are a million more. Maybe you don't even resonate with some of them, but just throwing it out there of ways that we don't normally talk about tapping into our intuition, but can actually really benefit and help us. And I was researching a little bit for this episode, and I came across a few quotes that I really loved, and one of them was in a daily reader for 12-step programs called Just for Today, and that said, in your heart, you already know exactly what you want, and if you listen to your intuition, it will tell you. Your mind will sell you out, but your intuition never will. Your intuition is your connection with the ultimate power. Learn to trust it. And that quote brought up so many things for me. And I actually checked in with a few people I know in 12-step programs and asked them about moments in their life when their intuition was blocked or what was going on. And they always talked about fear, that fear was a massive block to intuition. And the fear didn't even have to be true. It was just this thing within them that got very magnified and distorted, almost as if they were gaslighting themselves. And whether that was intuition about someone coming into their lives or an opportunity that they were being presented with or a change that they were being invited to make, it was almost as if the fear of something new or different, or the fear of growth or shedding, blocked their intuition. And the immediate thought was that this new thing was definitely out to get them and that they had to protect themselves from it, even if it was something that they had wanted. And maybe that's what this entire podcast boils down to today is that, you know, is my fear. Of whatever it is, because we're all afraid of different things, but is my fear blocking my intuition and telling me that it's saving me and protecting me and keeping me safe? And what can I do about it? You know, another great quote that is from the big book, actually, that talks a little bit about intuition is, on awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance, for after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. In thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here, we ask God for inspiration, an intuitive thought or decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We are often surprised how the right answers come after we've tried this for a while. Oh, and something about that quote just really gets to me, because it's just so speaking to what I'm trying to tap into today, and I hope that it's coming across in this podcast, is that it's a little bit about the clearing away of some of those things that block us or blind us from the information that's around us. And I love that they're not saying, sit down and read 20 books about intuition or do this really difficult practice, and then at the end of it, you know, you'll purge all of these things and you'll know exactly what to do. No, they're saying, we relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We are often surprised how the right answers come after we've tried this for a while. And that makes me think so much about my friend Dan, who I've mentioned on this podcast many times, And I remember when I would come to him with some big problem, big challenge, you know, this decision I had to make, this move I had to make, something I had to do. And he would always laugh and say, you know, if you want to change the entire world, maybe you should just start with cleaning your sock drawer. And he wasn't making fun of me. He wasn't minimizing my problem, but he was just kind of saying, maybe get out of the problem for a moment. And just like get into your body, tidy up the world around you, and see what messages come through. And maybe those answers will surprise you. When you're feeling in alignment with a small thing, you might be introduced to alignment with something that's much bigger. And I have always found that to be true, even when I don't want to believe it. So... Um, You know, I always love closing out these podcasts with a love letter, but my Wi-Fi has gone out about 20 times while recording this. So I think I'm going to have to let that go this week and just say, you deserve the time and the space to cultivate your intuition and to cultivate discernment. And that might change in your life over time in relationships. And you're allowed to have that. So, please continue to allow yourself to take those spaces, to take that time to surround yourself with things that support your decision making, support those messages, support your connection to something bigger than you. You know, we all want to think that we're gods running around in human bodies, but maybe just try, even if you don't agree with it or don't believe in it or don't believe me, maybe just try this week to open yourself up to some things that bring those aspects of humility and connection to something bigger than you and see what messages come through. And until next week, make sure to hit the follow button on your favorite podcast listening platform. Check out this week's playlist, my personal Spotify account. I uploaded like three of them. (laughs) And you can join me on Instagram at love letters and mixtapes. And again, if you enjoy this episode, please consider making a small monthly donation to support this podcast by clicking the link in my Instagram bio at love letters and mixtapes.